what I'm going to minister tonight, I'm going to back up. I was here last year. And you guys were so kind to bless me. So, I went home and bought the ticket to go to Nigeria for me and my son. Election was going on in Nigeria. Just like here. Between the good and the bad. Oh, just a, so, okay, go ahead. The man who was the president of Nigeria, he had been to our meetings many, many times. And the man who was running against him, Muslim. According to the dates, I thought the election would have been over. We already had bought the ticket. When the date came for me and my son to fly, uh, election was not over yet. It was going on and on. State Department say do not go. I'm talking about U.S. State Department. They asked which city I'm going in Nigeria. I said I'm going to Kaduna. He said that is number one city. You're not supposed to go. I said what is the reason? He said that Boko Haram uh, the ISIS friend, Boko Haram, they are 15 miles from there. We advise you not to go. So I prayed. And it just came. Suppose I already provide you the way. <laughs> Talking about you guys. You follow what I'm saying? He said, I already provide the way for you to buy the ticket. Now, what's your problem? I say, excuse me, sir. I ain't got no problem. So we, will, we went there. Now, watch it. We talk about Nigeria. Millions of people. You land at the airport. Thousands. When we landed, very few. You can count. Very few. The streets are empty. Nobody there. The pastor who was supposed to pick me up was running late for some reason. He came and he took us to the hotel. Usually it takes us two hours to go there because of the traffic. We went there in six minutes. Hotel is empty. Nobody. So he dropped us there. He said, I pick you up tomorrow morning. We're going to fly out. I said, all right. So me and my son there, we, we went in the room, we prayed, got up in the morning, got the plane from Lagos, flew to Abuja, that's the capital of Nigeria. We landed there, the airport is empty. And usually when I go there, by the grace of God, I always have military escort. I have two jeeps in front of me, uh, with a guy with uh, whatever they carry, and my car and a couple of dudes behind us. So... I said, well, so we went to, so this time, one of the soldiers with the big old bazooka gets in my car with us. I said, this has never happened before. He said, we got you, Pastor. From Abuja to Kaduna, is where it takes about two hours. We are in a Muslim territory. Nobody's there. The road is open. And the pastor over there, every five minutes calling me. Where are you? How far are you? Where are you? How far are you? So, wow. To make a long story short, we went on a compound. And then there's a little room over the little room. So they put us over there. No light. No running water. No cell phone. No internet. And it's, he dropped us there. He said, well, uh, we see you all tomorrow. 15 miles from Boko Haram. So my son in one room, I'm in another room. I had my flashlight, so we prayed, we prayed, we prayed. That night, uh, I learned all these things later on. That night, 
the Christian president, he came out and said, I want no blood of any Christians on my hand. I'm going to sit down, let you go ahead and win the election. Because that night when we were there in the same town, they got, they caught two jeeps full of machine guns and uh, uh, whatever they do it. He said, because if the Christian guy would have won, they were going to start slaughtering from Kaduna, coming back to Abuja and going south. So like Paul, in the natural, fear, extreme trembling, not knowing what will happen. But at that time, the word of God comes to your mind. In First Corinthians, whatever, 1 and 10. Huh? The Lord who had delivered me. The Lord who will deliver me. And he will yet deliver me. That's when this message was born. You will not die. Until your assignment given by God, you have completed. I don't care. No sickness, no disease. No Boko Haram, no ISIS. Going to take you out. You decide when you want to go. Don't let the doctor come and tell you you got four months. You decide when you're going to go. It is appointed unto man once to die. Doesn't mean that he said February 29th you're going to go. No. I mean you're going to die one time. But you decide. Like when Papa Hagen, when he passed in 2003. Huh? There was a big old banner over there. When you heard about my home going, know that I have been satisfied. I'm not satisfied yet. Too much to do. Too much going on. Let me give you one more testimony, then I give you the highlight. There is a guy, he just started coming to my church. In a gang, said whatever. Drugs. So he kept a couple of Sundays. I keep your eye on him. Because every five minutes he will get up with that restless demon. Come on, you all smile. It's Saturday night. Anyway, so Sunday after the service, he went over there in a, some area. I don't know what was going down. Some I don't know what deal went down. But one dude just beat a hell out of him. I'm sorry, but that's what he said. With a baseball, I mean, knocked him cold. I didn't hear from him or family then, not, uh, not yesterday. But Friday before is my day off Friday. And his grandfather goes to my church. He said, Pastor, sorry to bother you on your day off, but uh, uh, my grandson, uh, he has been in a coma for two weeks. Ever since that guy knocked him with the baseball bat and all that, and he hasn't moved or anything, uh, uh, what would you do? As I got my water ready, I'm going. So I went inside. Now, I don't know how people minister, but that's how I minister. So they had propped him, brother, he's like that. So I went over there. I suppose, don't act like you don't hear me. <laughs> oh, now you're all smiling. I said, don't act like you're hearing. It's your body you ain't hearing. Hear the spirit of the living God. As a prophet of God, I say unto you, word of God say you will not die, but leave and declare the works of the living God. I pour oil on him, left. Wednesday evening, I'm ready to go to church, and the phone rings and says, that fool is alive and well. <laughs> so when I talk to Brother Mike, he said, we need to, have these meetings and all these things. So what 
I don't know which way Brother Mike is going to go, but here we go. This meeting is to light a fire inside you like never before. Either you're going to fan the flame or get out of my way. We talk about passion. And, and you know, me and my wife, we, we be good friends. And when I was there, let me tell you, sometimes people always ask me, uh, how does the Holy Ghost speak? How does the Lord speak? In my church, God speaks, Holy Ghost speaks with an Indian accent. So I'm in a, I am up there in Kaduna praying. And I heard this man, my kids, in 2003, listen to me. I have stored your word in my heart that I won't fall apart like a cheap suitcase. That is Proverbs 24 and 10. What we need is a passion. And he had preached this message in 2003 or something. America was just hit by 9-11. And he was making reference to them jokers. Hitting about Twin Towers and all that. And then I'm, last year I'm in the next 15 miles from Boko Haram. And I said, all right now. So if you are so passionate about Islam that you so stupid enough to wrap yourself with a dynamite and commit a suicide, I am going to wrap myself with the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to blow you up. I'm going to blow the kingdom of darkness outside. That's what we are about. America is at the crossroads. Everything we stand for. They're all going against. And here we are. One of them guys said there's a revolution, new revolution. Where are the Christians? I want you to hear me. And again, some of these things I had borrowed from Brother Mike about passion. You know, he, he, he's an author, he's a, he, he's a wonderful teacher. And this is not my, I wish I can get the glory out of this, but this is not my thing. He said all this. So if you want to argue, talk to him. He's here. Passion on fire. All right. So I was thinking about it. I was thinking about this. Matthew 3 and 11, John the Baptist, the greatest of the prophet. When he saw Jesus, he said, I baptize you with water. But he that cometh right there, I'm not worthy to untie his shoe. He will baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. Say Holy Ghost. Say Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. And, fire. and fire. Our problem is, we ask people, are you baptizing the Holy Ghost? Why we stop there? Why are we stopping there? Yeah, ask everybody. Yeah, I'm baptized with the Holy Ghost. If you baptize with the Holy Ghost, where is your fire? We're the one to be blamed. I tell my church, oh, ask, oh, 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 I'm filled with the Holy Ghost because I speak in tongues. Shut up. If you're not on fire for God, I don't want to hear it. He will baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus said, you will receive power 
after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I know that. But where is the fire? Where is the fire? Moses in what is in Exodus the third chapter. And the bush was burning. And Moses turned to see. Why it was burning and not consumed. Here we go. Nobody is turning. Because nobody is burning. Sinners are not turning because you ain't burning. My assignment is to set you on fire. Get on fire, baby. And that fire will consume everything outside and won't consume you. It will cleanse you. God will, with his refiner's fire, he will cleanse you. Make you a vessel of honor. But stay on fire. I've been coming in this neighborhood since 80s. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost 26 years. Go sit down somewhere. <laughs> what, what is your latest achievement by this fire? Let me see. I just told you that food was in coma for two weeks. What can you do? It's not us. Every single one of us, we need to catch on fire. And stay on fire. Amen. Paul told Timothy, hey, you, you timid, what's wrong with you boy? He said, I had laid hands on you. Now fan the flame. Yeah, some of you ain't even got a pilot light on. The meetings or these conferences, watch my word, are over. Big conferences. People go here and those are over. It is coming home. In the house, in the church, in the church. It, it is coming home in the church. Because God meant good, but they have turned into a zoo to raise money. I'm leaving Monday morning, so you, don't worry about all that. Passion. On fire meaning passion. A zeal, a fervency. I'm fine. No! And I, he used this word about the Marines, the few good men. I stopped here in Norfolk as a recruiting officer from the Lord Jesus Christ, looking for, I'm looking for a whole lot. A whole lot of will mess you up. You don't, have, don't believe me? Go ask uh, Mr. Gideon. 32,000. I'm looking for all them. I'm looking just for a few. Who fear nothing but fear God. Fear sin. But fear God. I am looking for some few people. Don't matter what comes your way. Get out of my way. I'm coming through. And I'm, I'm, I'm a Western movie freak. I'm looking for like John Wayne, true Greek. We ain't got, we don't have it, folks. We satisfy Sundays and come on Mondays and if ain't not much going on, I might show up next Sunday and all that. Are you Holy Ghost free? Yeah. No, friend, no. Mm -mm. And people are not excited about God, about the fire of the Holy Ghost, about the gospel. And like just before I came, I called call my son. Uh, I said, well, what are you doing? Oh, you're going to miss the game today. Uh, what game? Oh, Thunders and Warriors are playing. I suppose I'm in the biggest game of my life. And I ain't planning to lose nothing. 
especially these uh, Green Bay Packer people, I see them with all them cheese thinking. Ooh, 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 oh my God, oh, the, the smoke is coming. What the and I said, I said, now these fools got a passion. Passion for the ball. And a Christian ain't got nothing. I came here to ask you, why are you calling yourself a soldier of God and he ain't got no fire? Bible says, like a soldier of God, suffer hardship. Don't back off from hardship. Don't back off from trouble. Don't back off from anything. Go through it. Then, by the way, the main text, but the mic was preaching. I'm, I cannot teach like he does, but here we go. His text was Psalm 104, verse number 4. 104, verse number 4. Talking about the Lord. He maketh his ministers a flaming fire. God makes you a flaming fire. But you never show up for him to make you. In your private time with him. In your devotion, in your dedication with you. Now we have a choice. Pastor Mike says, last days, last days, we got, to, we got to say something about it. Well, Matthew 24 and verse 12. Matthew 24 verse 12 says, Because iniquity, lawlessness will abound. Love of many shall wax cold love of many shall grow cold meaning there was a time that there was a fire start going cold 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 but at the same time Daniel 11.32 Daniel 11.32 man of God says in the last days those who are wicked and corrupt they will get wicked and corrupt. But those who know their God they shall be strong and do exploit. What was the exploit you did last week? Or last month? Or last year? Or was it last decade? Or was it a couple of uh, decades before? I don't want to hear well, let me tell you something. Uh, in 1970, get out of my face. I don't want to hear about 1974. What happens today? I am that I am. Not I was that I was. I don't want to hear about God I was. I want to see testimonies every day, every week. How are you? Jesus said, John 14 and 12, He that believeth on me, greater works than shall you do, because I go to the Father. And let me tell you something. He did go to the Father, and then what? Then he asked the Father, he received the Holy Ghost, and then he baptized you with the Holy Ghost. He is glorified, so you have no choice but stay on fire. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. No, if it is not hot, I don't hear it. Are you all all right? In the last days, folks... We got to, we got to, we got to. And on one of the tapes, I'm talking about tapes, but Mike was talking about uh, your mouth will tell you whether you're on fire or not. Your mouth will tell you whether you are on fire or not. Like I already quoted Proverbs 24 and 10, in the days of calamity, 
in the days of pressure, if we just fall apart, you are nothing but a hard air. But when there is a genuine fire, you will not fall apart. You are full of passion, full of zeal. You are fervent, full of enthusiastic attitude, committed, sold out. And like me, I added my own. I don't care attitude. I care what the devil is doing. I don't. The book I, I wrote in, it says at the end, uh, wherever it is, yeah. Many faithful, okay, run strong. Okay, this is the last introduction of me. This is me. My life's goal is to empty hell and fill heaven with commandos. I want no punks. Punks don't go to heaven. I'm going to use the cheap grace. I'm just believing my heart. I'm going to confess. Jesus is Lord. I'm going to use the cheap grace to go to heaven. I'm looking for you. I stopped here in Norfolk just looking for a few. And now they change it. The few, the proud, the marines. I'm looking for Delta Force. What is a Delta Force? If Mike is in trouble in Philippines, let him call me. I'll be there and get him out of no matter what he's going through. Where are the Delta Forces? Where are the commandos for Christ? We ain't got fire. We have too much. Come on, how long we have been hearing about the faith and faith and faith and faith, gifts and gifts and gifts, how to hear from God, how to be with the Holy Ghost. We hear it, but nobody moves. You must. You must. And I just stop here just to say it, so let me pick it up. Brother Mike had said, in this, this cities and the this series on a passion. Caleb. 85 years old. Look. He still was a commando. See, you can talk all the noise you want. Well, he, he said, look here. I was 45 years old. When I went to spy the land out. 40 years. In a wilderness. But you know what? This commando's fire never go out. I just turned 66 last month. And somebody asked me, uh, when are you going to retire? I said, get out of my way. I'm just reloading. I'm going to do more damage now than ever before because I know God better today than last year. I am more equipped today than when I was young. Let me tell you something. Caleb said, everybody said, dude, don't go over there. See, that's the problem. We got too many sisters in the body of Christ telling you what to do or what not to do. Don't go over there. They will not receive. Well, go. If they don't receive, shake the dust and go on. But you don't even go there. Why? Because somebody told you. They put a cold bucket of ice on you. Now both of you dummies are cold. And nobody obeying God. If God said to you, you go ahead and do it. Just, just I dare you do it. If it's God, we're going to find out it is God. If it's not, we're going to find out. He said, we didn't do this meeting on Saturdays. Well, 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 look at here. You must hear, you must obey. Caleb said, give me this mountain. You can't do this. He said, look here, look here. One thing. Look here. When you're on fire for God, 
Caleb said, I followed the Lord with my whole heart. What do you mean you are on a fire for God? Because you followed the Lord with all your heart, you follow God. Then Joshua said, I remember. And then God said, give him the mountain because he followed. How many witnesses you got that you're on fire? How many witnesses do you have that you're on your fire? When you're on fire, you will know it. Others will know it. Definitely God will know it. That's my boy. David. First Samuel. Oh, by the way, that was Joshua 14 and 12. Give me this mountain. Then David in First Samuel 17, 46. There's no time to talk about it. You already know it. But the boy without a sword is telling that big fool. He said, you know what? I'm going to chop your head off. No, he ain't got a sword. You don't even have a sword. But David said, my sword is not on my side. My sword is in my mouth. I know I'm going to take you out today. That's how commandos talk. How do you talk? How do you talk? Oh, I don't know who's going to win the election. Who cares? Who cares? We run the show. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? I'm for the Lord. I hope you all come back tomorrow morning. No, you all come back tomorrow morning. I know you all come back, but I don't know about tomorrow night. And I camped on this, Brother Mike. I've been thinking about it since 2003. Do you see how it works? He preached this thing in 2003, and I'm repeating after 13 years. What did I preach last time I was here? Five? That was a year before. See? <laughs> he preached this. I tell you what. How can you tell when the man preached it or not? After 13 years, you can quote what he preached. You know he preached. How hungry are you? Or that word. And this is, oh, this one blessed me. As a matter of fact, I never was a coward. Even in a natural. Like I told you that I was a gangster. It don't make me no difference. 10,000, 15,000. I just go. One day I I wasn't even packing and I was there like a fool. I don't know fear. But when I heard from Brother Mike's mouth. Acts 20 and 24. Acts 20 and 24. Paul was talking about all of his troubles. More in a prison. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was, I mean, he tells the whole story in 2 Corinthians 11. But he said, none of these things move me. How do you know you are on a fire? Nothing moves you except God. And the Holy Ghost. That's when you know you are on fire for God. But if we want to, I'm waiting for a confirmation. You better go on. I want to hear from you. I want to check this out. Look here. After walking with 20, look, I've been married with my wife 40 years this summer. I've been in Africa, pick the phone and call. I know she's talking. Now, if you was walking with God for 10 years, why do you have to, I'm waiting for somebody to confirm me. Is you crazy or is you crazy? On fire for people, God. Don't need no confirmation. They know my sheep knows my voice. He's a shepherd and I'm a sheep. It's a goat who have a lot of problem confirming. Oh God, Lord help us. Come on, folks.
Oh, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to be nice tomorrow, I promise you. I'm going to teach you how to press through. See, I'm, I'm telling you all this. You need to do this thing. Tomorrow night I'm going to tell you how to do it. Otherwise, I won't be doing a good job just telling you. Get on fire and don't tell you how to catch on fire. It's a bait. You got to come back tomorrow evening. Why I need to be on fire? Why I need to be on fire? Like I said, huh? Because iniquity shall abound. Love of many shall wax cold. And uh, Revelation 3, 16 says that if you look warm, he's going to spit you out. I don't want to be a lukewarm. I don't want to be cold. When he comes, I want to be red hot for God, Lord Almighty. I will do what he asks me to do. I will go where he wants me to go. In a natural, United States government says, do not go. You know what it means? You on your own. If you go and they get you, we ain't coming to get you out. Because we told you not to go. But Jesus said, go. I already provided for you. Oh, so let me finish this. So, uh, so we, we, we went over there. First night we had 200 people. Because people were just scared. Even after the Christian guy sat down, the Muslim guy got elected, still 200 came. 300, 4,000. By the time we finished, we had about 10,000. In a Muslim's area. And I preach like a fool. People filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongue. And I say you know what. I'm proud of you guys. Because I'm going to get out of this joint tomorrow. But you all live here. Huh? Mike lives there. 36 He lives in Philippines. Among all these kind of things. And we look over, we go over, preach over, prophesy, we get out of here. He ain't doing nothing. That's why I'm asking you, pray for the man and woman of God. We have laid down their life. One way ticket. First Timothy 4. And one says, in the last days, people will depart from faith, deceived, will believe in a demonic doctrine. Let me tell you something. Some of the preachers which we hang around, I don't even know where they are now. Some of them are to India with me. They ain't even preaching no more. Last time I ran to one fool. Oh, sorry. Did I say one fool? Uh, uh, he, he, he was painting and building and remodeling. There's nothing wrong with painting and remodeling. But once you put your hand on a plow, you don't look back. You don't look back. And I have seen it. I can, I can give you how many people are no more preaching. In 70s and 80s, they were the, oh Lord God, they even don't even know where they are now. Why? You must be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Ghost that you receive will light a fire inside you. And it is your responsibility to keep fanning this flame. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 8 say, In the last days, hard time, perilous time, difficult time will come that will squeeze life out of you and trying to put your fire out in these last days. And listen, to talk about deception. I can preach a whole message on this, but I'm not. Second Corinthians 11, verses 14 and 15. Listen to this, what is going on in the last days. In the last days. 2 Corinthians 11 verses 14 and 15. Bible say the devil himself 
turned himself into angel of light. So do not be surprised that his ministers will turn themselves into angel of light. Talking about the righteousness. Mm -mm. You have to understand that everything that you hear, you got to check it out. Brother Mike, in, in that series, he was talking about, do you know your doctrine is sound doctrine? A man on fire of God knows where he stands, knows his doctrine. Okay, three, three things are happening. Again, he talks about in the last days. He lists, lists a whole lot, but you can break it down. Lover of self, lovers of money, and lovers of pleasure. These three things are happening in the body of Christ, in ministries. Let me say it again. Lover of self, lovers of money, and lovers of pleasure. Pleasure meaning sin. Hebrews says, 11 and 25 says, for a sin has pleasure. So this thing is happening. So how do we know? How do we get on fire? Next few minutes, I'm going to give you the characteristics. How can you know whether you are in fire? That you are full of passion. Number one, you have passion for God. Nothing matters, folks. Nothing matters. You love God. Not only sing about it, but you love God. Do you really, really love God? Every day of your life. Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Matthew 22 and 37. Love God with all your. Everything that you got. I love you God. That passion. That fire. Will cause you. To love God. Second one. This passion. This fire. You will have passion. For the word of God. For the word of God. Matthew 4 and 4. Luke 4 and 4. Jesus said. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word of God. You have to have word of God. In your life. For the fire to stay burning. Love God. Love word of God. And one of my favorite scripture. Is Job 23 and verse 12. Job 23, 12, Job says, God, I desire your word more than my necessary food. Passion. Passion for God. Passion for the word of God. Passion for the word of God. Passion for the word of God. Third one. Passion to do the will of God. That was my biggest dilemma last March. Even after you all paid my son and my ticket to go to Africa, that was the litmus test for me. To do the will of God. I wrote this one down, you know. Before even Jesus started his ministry, this is what the father said. As soon as he came out of the water, the spirit of God descended and stayed on. And Bible says, and the father spoke, this is my beloved son on whom, in whom I am well pleased. I wrote this one liner. The father found all the pleasure in the son. Repeat after me. So. The father found all the pleasure in the son. Because the son found 
all the pleasure in doing father's will. Why did God the father say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Ask Jesus. Several scriptures. He said, Lord, I delight to do your will. As a baby, he said that when he came into this world, he said that, look, I came here to do the will of God. Man of God on fire for God, the passion for God. You will love to do the will of God. I don't do whole lot of things. There's very few things I do. Everything I do must line up with the call of God in my life. I had no problem coming here when Pastor and Kathy, they invited me. You know why? We have a relationship. But the Mike has more friends than I do. He can count on two hands. I can't even count on this hand. Because I'm very impatient man. Ask my wife. I'm very impatient. I'm very, very... I ain't got time to fool with you. I got a job to do. Either you're going to line up. Get away. Don't waste my time. I have no nonsense. Would you like to do... No. Get away. But our problem is this. People that say, oh, what you doing? I ain't doing that thing. Would you like, no, call me and I tell you, no, I'm doing something. You better go. Every day I have an agenda. What is my agenda? To empty hell and fill heaven. That's my only agenda I have. I ain't worried about gangbangers. I'm not worried about. Mm -mm, I'm not. I have more people calling me pastor on the streets than in the church. And the police have a problem, they call me. And we, we settle the issues. Aren't you worried about that? No. Why do you say in a church, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and when the hell breaks loose you don't even know your name you knock me down bible says a righteous man will be knocked down seven times but I'm going to get up the eighth time folks get some passion and I appreciate you guys I really do appreciate you all coming on Saturdays but do this thing daily not come over here in your own walk with God. Stay on fire. We're going to change this, Brother Mike. I was praying. How many years we have been here, Kathy? Yes. That's 15 and 10. That's 25. Oh, that's a long time. We're going to speak. We're going to change things. We're going to change things. We're going to change things. Let me keep that one at the end. So I want you to have passion for God. Passion for the word of God. Passion to do the will of God. Don't let people mess you up from that. I must do the will of God. He wanted to go to Samaria. And the guy said, uh, let's burn them. And Jesus said, no. For this purpose I came. To do the will of God. You got to have passion. Several scriptures. Huh? Then in the same one, will of God. You must have passion for the lost people. Just to give you one example. Today's what? Uh, Saturday. So yesterday, I took my wife and my daughter, and and we all went to we went to lunch. They wanted to, especially my son-in-law likes a hot Indian food. So I took all of them out to eat. This is just me. So we were just sitting there eating and all that, and I saw this black girl with a long braid hair and all that. 
I looked at her. My wife said, there he go now. Do you follow what I'm saying? Some of my daughters say, what? It's a watch. How are you doing? You must love Indian food to be yourself, with your crazy self coming eat by yourself. Yeah, I love this Indian food. I said, what are you doing here? Well, I graduated from Otto Roberts. Which church you go to? I don't go to church. I say, how dare you tell me? You thought I was hollering at people in the church? I was hollering in a restaurant. Do you see what I'm saying? How dare you tell me you go to your anointed school which sends you out to prepare the whole man, spirit, soul, and body, and with your crazy self telling me you ain't doing nothing. I went in my car. I got my big old car out. Here, come and see me. So I'm not preaching what I'm not living. Even my wife knows. There he go. <laughs> That's just I am. When I have that, mm, let me tell you something. The, the, the Holy Ghost fire people, they got that, mm, yes, you're going. There's a little hook. Oh, Lord, let's do it. Let me close now. Passion for God. Passion for the word of God. Passion for the will of God. Passion for the lost soul. And Brother Mike and Kathy, I salute you. I salute you from this church. You are helping us reach the nations. I can agree with Mike. I wish I had more people like you all. Mm -mm. They always tell you, oh, with, we with you. <laughs> mm -mm. But you guys have been very faithful. Very faithful. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. What happens overseas? Signs and wonders, oh Lomaya. Signs and wonders and miracles. Emptying hell, filling the heaven is coming to the house. Amen. You remember I said about 20 minutes ago, all those big things is over. It is coming to the house. It is coming to the house. Get ready, young man. And when I say get ready, it's not on you. I'm talking about all of you. Those who call yourself member of this church, get ready, get ready, get ready. You will have testimonies on the streets, in a shopping mall, in a grocery store. I don't know where you all go, but let me tell you something. You will keep your ears open, keep your eyes open. And God will set up a stage for you just to walk in and say something. You'll be sitting next door to somebody and they're talking about, oh, my son is in a hospital or they gave her up or gave up or all these things. And you say, say what? May I pray for you? That's how it rolls. That's how God opportunity appears every day. Let us take care. It is coming to this church. Passion for the work of God which you have. Which you have. And it is amazing. Wow. Jesus said you will receive the Holy Ghost and fire. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the world. Guess what? It is turning around in this church. The uttermost part. Hold on, hold on. Let me find this one, what I'm about to say. Huh? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the world. Huh? But the anointing that is on the uttermost part of the world. Well, Mike travels all over. I travel all over the world. That anointing is moving backwards coming to the house. And you know what? Me and Brother Mike has been ministering for all these years. They were in 36 years in America we have preached together. And you the first one.
the first one the higher mama mama the first one so that shows the heart of god he could have gone to broken arrow oklahoma sorry uh, <laughs> he could have gone anywhere he could have gone anywhere but that little thought divine thought god dropped in your heart last year because you obeyed god huh we have never done it like we say apostles and a prophet huh we going doing this thing for the kingdom of god and again i want to thank you all thank you all so father i stand here let me just give you one more testimony i got about four more minutes i was just talking to brother mike and uh, apostle just when we were coming here in a car there is a lady in my church and brother mike and their ethel they were with me on the 13th of february i am telling you what happened in summer before i'm talking about what happened last week and uh, two weeks before so there is a woman in my church it was her birthday and so i had that hook in my spirit i would i already had prayed for everything and i was ready to eat my dinner and i said oh lord god i went back and i said we going to pray so brother mike came we lay hands on her and i said i see a major change coming in your life that will shake you shatter you but know that the grace of god is ahead of that and you be fine yesterday i left tulsa i am on a cimarron turnpike and my phone goes off and it was that lady crying i saw her recognize her number i pull over and she say you wouldn't believe he say after 35 years on a job they let me go today no warning no nothing and i said well the grace the grace the grace do you see the prophetic word devil ain't smart enough prophetic word will be ahead of all the mess i said don't fall apart do not fall apart yes you have to go through your soul your emotions and all these things but when it's said and done that grace will raise you up and what you thought you're going to lose it Ephesians 3 and 20 say he is able to do accident the abundantly about all that you got about to ask or thing bam and she started shouting this is what i am saying we going to speak we going to speak we going to speak back in the days in the 80s we thought oma had it going on no the lord appeared to mary the holy ghost and said oh thou thou has found grace favor in the eyes of the lord and she said how can this be and they said don't worry about it don't worry about it mary holy ghost will do it but the mike kathy children in this church don't even sweat how it is going to happen because it will be lord's doing don't have to sweat don't have to sweat oh let us figure it. no you better go home no god will do it he will watch over every word father as a son of the living god as a prophet unto the nation As a man of God I stand in this house said by you with the word of God in my mouth the same anointing that we see all over this world all over America especially brother Mike traveling all over America me traveling all the that anointing oh god and brother Mike it is not it is coming in a double portion Double portion anointing is coming. 
Why? I don't know. For some reason or the other, the Lord knows your heart and he has seen it. He's seen your heart. He's seen the hunger. And he said, you know what? Oh, church in Norfolk, thou hast found favor with God. All you got to say, according to your word, let it be unto me. And you see signs, wonders, miracles. I'm talking about people in a coma for two weeks. People have been given up. Stage four, and I don't care what stage three and four is. What God says, it will be so. Father Lord, in Jesus' name, watch over your word. Empty hell. Fill heaven. Let your people be full of your power. And stay on fire. So others will turn and see them burn. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.